Good morning and welcome to the story behind our success. I am Rebecca Rouse, your host and head lizard at Neon Lizard Creative Marketing and Design, where we build foundational brands with social impact. Find us on the web at neonlizardcreative.com. Let's get started. Good morning and welcome to the secret behind our success. I am Rebecca Rouse, your host and head lizard at Neon Lizard Creative Marketing and Design, where we build foundational brands with social impact. Find us on the web at neonlizardcreative.com. Today, we are honored and thrilled to have with us none other than Justin Nasiri, a serial entrepreneur and guru of all things podcast. As a solo founder, he has raised more than $3 million in venture capital, including an investment from Google's chairman. His software products have been used by 35 Fortune 500 companies, and he is phenomenally successful, and I suspect full of secrets to share. So he now runs Captivate AI, which provides content production and editing for podcasters across the globe, helping them turn one podcast of web or webinar into three months of content. Welcome, welcome, welcome. We are so excited to know you. So tell us more about yourself and Captivate. Well, first of all, thank you so much for having me, Rebecca. And um, yeah, I, I uh, will add to that. I live in Denver, Colorado with a two-year-old son and my wife and a dog who barks at the most inopportune times. <laughs> but um, like you said, for the last year, my focus has been on Captivate.ai and uh, just really fascinated. I, I always think of the the Native Americans, you know, they say they used every last piece of the buffalo. And I feel like we as marketers today, we're creating exceptional podcasts and webinars and events. And we just I get 10% of the value. And so we're really about helping you get 90% more value by finding the best snippets, turning it into compelling content that's snackable for social media in a way that drives more sales and grows your audience. That is fantastic. I love that analogy of the buffalo. I love that. Do you have any Indian in you by chance? No, I don't. I, I just started <laughs> reading. I, I read a, a book lately uh, about the Native American culture, and it was just uh, fascinating. I know very little about it, but I, I feel like there's a lot to learn from that that culture. Well, that's fantastic. I love that since so many people are so busy these days, you know, we don't have time to listen to lengthy podcasts all the time. And who wants to watch an hour long pod, you know, webinars? And, and it, so to have these little snippets is phenomenal. How do you yep. find those gems? Right now, you know, we use a lot of technology in what we do, but the one piece that we've preserved as 100% human is finding the, the, the best pieces. So we actually have a team of people who, they don't even just look at the transcript, they actually watch the video of each podcast. Because what we found is that oftentimes what makes for the best content isn't necessarily in the transcript. Like in this conversation here, there might be a moment when I laugh and what you say, or there might be a reaction where you, you breathe in and <gasps> those that makes for great snackable content, but it's not going to show up on a transcript. So we actually use uh, very intelligent human beings who watch videos and say, this is the best clips and they cut it up and they do jump cuts and they trim out the fat. And then, you know, from there, a lot of technology takes over, but that piece right now is human beings. That's fantastic. I love that. I, I use a, a software that does little variations for me and I'm amazed how well it does, but it does. It lacks that little something, something. And that's yep. really cool that you guys are able to do that. But I, that's, that's great. I'm going to back up for just a second though. Yeah. 
all right, we got it. We got, I have kids that need a career. How did you get into this? What is your background and, and how did you start doing podcasting snippets? Yeah. Um, so I, let's see, I'll give you, I'll give you a little bit of a longer version, but we can double click into whatever fascinates you. So I actually started out forever ago in the Navy. I was on nuclear submarines for five years. Mm -hmm. And when I got out, I had no idea what I was going to do. So I went to business school as kind of a reset button. And when I was at business school, I got exposure to all of these potential careers that I'd never heard of. And one of them was realizing that big companies come from small companies that are started by one or two people who had an idea. So (laughs) I started a company called Storybox and was fortunate to get a lot of funding and just went through eight years of getting the crap beaten out of me, you know, growing a company (laughs) and shrinking it and just making all these mistakes and getting bruises and scars But when I emerged from that, I I had two things with me. One of them was I was really in love with the thought of creating a company. I was really in love with this thought that, oh, I can find a pain point. I can find something that sucks and I can find a way to fix it and help a lot of people. I loved that. But the second piece was um, Storybox was this marketing technology company. And I got to know thousands of marketers in my role there. And what I realized was, marketers have such a tough job because you've got now six, 10, 12 different social media channels that -hmm. you have to be active on, usually posting once a day. And Mm -hmm. then you've got a team of people that are taxed with coming up with original content to publish relentlessly. It just never stops. Right. And so, you know, simultaneously with this, I love to create, I I created a podcast called Beyond the Uniform, and it was a vehicle to give back to the military community and and help them figure out, yeah, what are you going to do when you grow up or not grow up, but when you leave the military? (laughs) And what I learned there was, like we talked about, podcasts are content marketing machines. In this, you know, 30, 45 minute conversation with you, there's going to be so much that you could repurpose as a blog, as a video, as a graphic. And so combining what I knew from Storybox and what I learned beyond the uniform, that was really the genesis of Captivate, of saying, let's go and help solopreneurs, let's help businesses, let's help organizations create content for every social media channel. Let's give them the ammo to publish consistently on 20 different social media channels. And all it takes is a podcast. All it takes is a webinar. All it takes is an event. And a really smart guy like you. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to digress for a second. I've got one question. I've got a burning question. Are you ready? Has nothing to do with it. I'm ready. I had to take a chug of of coffee to make sure I'm ready, but I think I'm ready. Okay. How bad did it stink on that submarine? Not bad. You know, they've got they've got uh, probably thou- tens of thousands of dollars of um, air scrubbers. You know, they actually, you actually make your own oxygen on a submarine. They have this really? oxygen generator and then they actually have scrubbers to clean the air. So in some ways it's, it's probably cleaner than being on an airplane. And um, I think, you know, I think people have a conception that that submarines are really tiny, but um, I've been in a lot of cubicles and offices that are worse. They're, they're, they could be quite big. I just think about being trapped in a tin can with my three sons. I don't think it'd go so well. <laughs> it, anyway, yeah. I, got, I just had to ask that. I was just dying to know that when I, I was reading all your stuff. I'm absolutely enthralled with the AI. Are you a programmer by trade? I mean, was that something that you picked up along the way? 
I am not. So I, um, for, for college, I studied electrical engineering, which was probably a big mistake. It did not come naturally to me. And then in the military, in the, on submarines, I was a nuclear engineer, which was also very, very difficult for me. Um, but one of the things that happened when I, when I graduated from business school is I had this idea it was for a technology and I was literally, you know, sketching out what I wanted it to look like. And at the time there was a company called Rent-A-Coder and what was beautiful about Rent-A-Coder and now it's, you know, there's Elance and there's Upwork and there's all these things. What I was able to do is I was able to write out and say, Hey, this is what I want built. I have no idea how much <laughs> this should cost to build, but then you've got a marketplace of developers all over the world and they were starting to bid and they said, Hey, I can build that for you in two months and $10,000. And you get a sense, you know, someone like me that doesn't know how complex it is. Mm-hmm. You start to get a sense of like, Oh, okay. This is probably about $2,000 in about a month. And all of these platforms like Upwork, they have ratings and reviews. So I'm not taking a risk. I don't have to look at someone's code, which I can't do, but I can say, hey, this person's got 10,000 reviews at five stars. They're probably pretty good. And so what that allowed me to do for Storybox at, at a starting point was build it without me building it. And I was able to work with the developer and slowly add features. And again, each time I needed a new feature, I'd say, hey, this is what I need. I need this button that does this. And then they'd say, okay, it costs this. And I say, okay, I have enough money to do that. And so I just say that, that, um, you know, what's great about today's world is you can build and run and grow a tech company without being a tech person. You just need to be able to take the vision in your head, put it on paper and communicate it to to a team. Mm -hmm. That is great advice. And you've got some big, big dogs on your side. (laughs) You have done some really big work with some big people. Tell me how, how did you connect with them? You know, I, um, I, so I'll give you an example. We, my, my first big client for Storybox was, was into it, which is a fortune 5,000 company. And it came about from uh cold, cold outreach. It came about from me. Way. Yeah. And you know, I, I, I tell this because, um, I know that a lot of listeners, they may not feel like they've got a great network. They may not feel like, hey, I've got, you know, people who are going to make introductions for me. Right. And it's it's what I, you know, it's what I was doing a lot yesterday for Captivate. I spend a lot of time on LinkedIn. And what I do is I come up with a really precise guess of who I'm selling to. So I'd say, hey, the person I think I'm selling to is this size of company. They have this title. They live in this geographic area. I just kind of come up with a hypothesis. LinkedIn makes it really good to find hundreds of people like that. And then we've all been on the receiving end of bad salespeople who send you something super generic that you just instantly recognize as generic and delete. So I try to do the opposite of that. I try to be you know, more of a rifle than a shotgun, a little bit more precise. And so I'll spend 10 minutes writing an email and I'll say, you know, hey, Rebecca, I see that you do this. I really liked on LinkedIn that you said this and you did this. And very clearly showing that I've done my homework. And because I did my homework, I can say, hey, I saw, you know, oftentimes I'll do this. I'll say, hey, I see that you're doing a podcast. You've got a great company, but I noticed that you're just, you're just kind of slapping a picture or a link to YouTube and no one's watching it, but you know, we could actually do better and this is how we would do it. So I try to be really precise. And, you know, last thing I'll say for your audience is like, I feel like everything, you know, this was true of my dating life before I got married. It's true of sales. 
everything's kind of a numbers game. You got to meet with a lot of people to find the person you want to go on a second date with. And so, you know, I just kind of have learned over time that if I do this approach with 30 people, maybe one of them is open to meeting and maybe, you know, that becomes a customer. It's just kind of persistence, smart persistence and doing a lot of it. And eventually that led to me getting into it as a customer. Where do you see your company in uh, five to 10 years, do you think? Um, you know, it's it's something I think about a lot. I read a book, a great book. It's a little bit dated, but the book is called The E-Myth, uh, The yes, Entrepreneur I've read Myth. That. I've read that. I yeah, read it's, that. it's so great. I wish I would have read this a decade ago. <laughs> Just but tell one me what the... you need to know. I've, I've read them all. <laughs> <laughs> what, I, what I loved about this, this gentleman's recommendation was, envision your company five to 10 years from now, and you kind of build backwards. Right. And, you know, I feel like right now, what I'm trying to build towards is um, what I would view as, as Uber for creatives. And a lot of what we do right now is, is people enhanced by technology. And so by that, I mean, you know, we, we say, we broadcast out to our network of all these these uh, creatives around the world. And we say, Hey, uh, Intuit has a new podcast. We need three LinkedIn videos. We need three Instagram reels. We need three TikTok videos. Who's available. Who's qualified to do that. And the first person to respond gets assigned them and we farm it out incredibly efficiently. Mm -hmm. And to our client, it almost seems like it's just uh, instantaneous. Mm -hmm. But in the truth, we're just really efficiently certifying people and sending them the right things and having quality controls. And so five years from now, I would love to see us having thousands of people all around the world uh, contributing to our clients and giving them quality videos and graphics and blog posts and us really being the center hub of facilitating that. And um, yeah. That's very much like what you saw was remotely based. Is that correct? Hundred percent. Yep. Yeah. So am I. So am I. Yep. It's 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 a lot of fun that way. And when you have a good yep. CRM, um, people can do a lot more than you think, which is yeah. space. So, and it's it's you know one last thing I'll say on that is that when I when I built Storybox, I raised about three million dollars. I had a team of about thirty people, all in San Francisco, and and it worked well there. I'm I'm trying to do the opposite right now, which is much more. You know, I love what what you do, Rebecca, because you're so values driven and alignment driven. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to build captivate more aligned with who I am, good, bad, exactly. and ugly. And who I am is I would like to not raise any outside investment. I don't I don't want the pressure of that. Right. I would like to do it with a hundred percent remote team. Right. And at least in this moment, my aspiration is to build the company a hundred percent contractors and not full-time employees. And um, that's just because I found that I'm not a great manager and I like to build things where I can replace people if they're not a good fit really easily Mm -hmm. and having systems to do that helps. And so that's, that's kind of the way I see the world now. You know, it's always subject to change, but that's where I'm at now. I think 2020 changed it for everybody to some extent as well. I know that my, my husband is a Java programmer and he's no longer going to go back to an office. They said, no, we're going to keep everybody at home. We don't need that yeah. overhead anymore. It just yeah. is smart business. And if it aligns with so. your values, like you've done and your values, you wear them on your sleeve, you wear Thank them you. on your head, your sleeve, your legs, everywhere else, <laughs> because I have not seen another company. I don't think that is 
gives back as much as you do. It's amazing from beyond the uniform and then coffee meets bagel. You haven't (laughs) talked about that yet. Um, I'm just really impressed by this. And if I'm going to, I'm going to ask you a question though. Here's kind of my whole spiel for this um, podcast is successful people go through the good, the bad, and the ugly. They go through hard times. Our self-talk is what gets us through certain things, I believe, in my opinion. And I think like for myself, I have some, some mantras per se that I'll say to myself, okay, and I just repeat them. Do you have a mantra that mm. you kind of use to push through tough times? Well, first of all, I love the overarching theme there. I heard I heard Tony Robbins say, I don't know, five years ago, and I think it's the most true phrase. He said, entrepreneurship is 90% psychology, 10% skills. Yep. And um, I think it's a beautiful phrase if you're not an entrepreneur, but once you become an entrepreneur, you realize how true it is. And it's it's grueling. It's grueling to stay at this when it feels like the universe is conspiring to 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 suppress like having a you what you're doing. It is. It really is. I'll, I'll tell you, um, I don't know if I can, am I allowed to curse on this show? Do whatever you want. I don't care. Okay. <laughs> the, you know, the phrase, the phrase that um, it, it might not be a mantra. Actually, it is a mantra. The phrase that, you know, I, 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 I'll say that um, a quick aside, I loved, I loved in the lion, the witch and the wardrobe, you know, they go through Narnia through uh-huh. the, the wardrobe. And, yeah. you know, I read this book 30 years ago, but the way I remember it is at the end, they try to go through the wardrobe and it's just a wardrobe. And yeah. there's this wizened old man who's like, Hey, you got to find a new entryway. And I feel like that with mantras where it's like, you kind of find one that works until it doesn't. And then you got to find the new entryway Correct. to your, your Narnia. Right. So the, the one that I have right now that, that is really powerful for me is fuck the blueprint. <laughs> and I like, um, I like this sense of like the biggest bad word. (laughs) Yes, I know. Just we'll just go straight there. But I, you know, it's kind of like I I have this image where I want to build this cathedral. Like I want to build a company that outlasts me. I want to build something that's monumental, a legacy. And and what I what I mean by fuck the blueprint is I had this this kind of insight years ago where it's like, you know what? I just want to focus on building the brick in front of me. Mm-hmm. I want to give my entire presence and everything I am to just building the best brick that I have right now. I don't need to know what brick is next. I don't even need to know if there is another brick. I may not even see this cathedral built, but I know that if I focus everything I'm at, at whatever the brick is in front of me, mm-hmm. that's all I need to do. And so my brick right now is trying to be as present as possible with you on this podcast and, and just having a great conversation. And, and it's fighting the part of me that's thinking about the sales emails I need to write and this oh. website I need to do and all these other things. But it's like just slowing down and saying, let me just identify the brick I need to do right now. When that's done, what's the next brick I need to do? And fuck the blueprint. I don't have to know where this is going. All I need to do is brick by brick, giving it my all. I think that's great. That's great advice for anyone. And when and since you've got so many irons in the fire, you have multiple bricks you have to change your focus on. Yep. So you're in one, you're in coffee meets bagel, you're in you're in you're beyond the uniform, you're in captivate. I suspect you're probably in 14 other things. You wrote a <laughs> book for God's sake. I mean, you're like Superman. <laughs> how do you I'll, how do you 
different. I mean, I'm kind of going through the same thing. I got a million things going on right now. And it's really hard for me to focus down with one thing. So that's fantastic advice, just even to me. Yeah. You know, I'm sure the listeners are loving it too. But I mean, why do so much? I'm I'm actually, and I I don't I don't think there's a one size fits all for this, but I feel like I'm in a period of life. I'm 40, 42 now. Mm-hmm. This might be a 42-year-old thing, but <laughs> I feel like I'm um in the process of narrowing and I'm in the process. There's you know a lot of commitments that I have that one by one I'm I'm able to kind of get out and say no to. And so like there's a mastermind. Yeah, there's a mastermind group I've been running for a while that I'm, you know, just at the end of the commitment, I'm going to say, okay, I'm stepping away from this. And I, you know, I feel like at this point in my life, I've got room for my wife and two-year-old. I've got room for Captivate. And that's kind of it. It's kind of like um, starting to just say no to things. And maybe that's just part of life is that we go through phases where we're the, where we're, we're at the Vegas buffet. We're trying a thousand different foods and saying like, okay, I like this one. I'm going to triple down on that, but um, it can be really hard. It can be hard for me because I want to do it all, but mm-hmm. I'm realizing mainly driven by my two-year-old. I I've only got a little bit of room and I want to be much more intentional in how I do that. And I don't, I don't prescribe that as, it, as advice. Like I think that there's a benefit to the omnivore approach, but yeah. I think it's like we go in seasons. We do a lot and then we realize like, okay, I only have it's enough energy. Over. Yeah, it becomes <laughs> too over. much. Yep, yep. Well, that's, that's incredible because not a lot of people in, uh, as entrepreneurs take time for themselves. We are mm-hmm. the worst for being, I am the worst. I can only speak for myself. Let's just put oh, it that yeah. way. Yep. You know, working 100% of the time. I got a coach yesterday who is going to help me get my life balance back because I am such a pleaser and I want to do so much and I want to help so many people. And what the things that you started, such as Coffee Meets Bagel, your dating app, as well as the Beyond the Uniform, are those autonomous now? They don't need you there? Have you created something that can run itself? Oh, well, just one correction. So I, I, um, coffee, coffee meets bagel is a client, but I didn't start that one. I, I oh, started a company oh, called, okay. Sto- I, I did ca- start a company called Storybox, which I just, I just that sold one. that company. And so that was part of, that was part of an intention I sent about, set about a year ago of saying, I need to get Storybox off my plate and, and finding okay. someone to take that over. I'm sorry, um, I understood that. I thought you had started and, that. And I was no, like, no, I wish that was, uh, that's, that was a great client for us, but, um, and then, you know, beyond the uniform is, um, you know, uh, so I'll say that um, beyond the uniform is the podcast I do that helps military veterans. But I, right. I, I, what you said resonates with me. That's why I'm pausing because like I'm a, I'm a pleaser and there's part of me that will show up for everyone else before mm-hmm. myself. And I'll give a specific example with beyond the uniform of wanting to continue to serve this military audience, but realizing, I, I started to realize like, our audience wins, the guest who comes on the show wins, and I'm the only one who's who's left depleted because I'm using my time and my money right. to keep it going. And so one tiny tweak that I made that continues to serve everyone, but also myself, is I said, you know what? There is a lot of military veterans who started companies that could actually be captivate clients. 
And so what I started saying is like, okay, I'm going to start going after people who have started these big companies who are military veterans. I'm going to interview them. I'm going to get to know them. That helps our audience. That helps them. They get exposure. But I also create a relationship with someone who might become a Captivate customer. And it's right. it's actually it's actually worked twice now. And so I use that as an example of like service doesn't have to mean I'm left empty. Service can be a win-win-win situation where on the uniform wins, the guest wins, and I win. Because, you know, otherwise I become this depleted husk that has nothing to give. And that doesn't serve me. It doesn't serve my family. It doesn't serve the world. And so it's something that's very top of mind for me is, like you said, how do I make sure I'm taking care of my needs in, and especially, you know, I go straight from the office, I go to baby mode with the two-year-old. It's like making sure there's the pauses, even if it's a five or 10 minute pause to meditate, to go for a walk, to talk to a friend. How can I find ways to fill myself up in the nooks and crannies of my schedule? Because if I don't do that, if I don't prioritize that, it's not going to happen and I'm going to run out of gas. Right. Even though I'm sure you're just like me, you absolutely adore what you do. Yep. And you could do it all the time and it makes you yep. happy and it makes you happy when other people are happy. I know mm-hmm. for myself, I I don't have a giddy client. I am not happy at all. They've got to yeah. be beyond happy. They've yeah. got to be giddy. <laughs> and yep. that's my thing. But there's challenges along that way. Did you have or or did something happen specifically that was your biggest challenge that changed you in this attitude? Oh, um, I can tell you the the precise moment, which was oh, wow. um, when I first met my wife, we were dating at the time. This is, you know, I don't know, eight, eight to 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. And um, I when, when we met, you know, Storybox was going through yet another tumultuous time. Mm-hmm. And I was 20 pounds overweight. My finances were completely out of control. My mental health was completely out of, like every area of my life was off. I was just running on fumes. And she was like, look, you're stressed out of your mind. You need to see a therapist. I started working with that therapist who got me into meditation, which got me into a lot of the other work that I do. And, you know, it really kind of got me back to neutral. It got me back to not coming from a place of depletion and overwhelm. And um, that was the turning point. And it it is exciting for me. I started Captivate last year. It's exciting to start a company and try to do things differently. So with Storybox, I was always paying everyone else and I was never really paying myself. And I'm like, that's not going to happen with Captivate. I'm going to start by paying myself. So I'm not worried about finances. Right. And, you know, there's the tendency to want to work 24 seven. And again, I'm trying to do a new path of saying, look, I got to do my physical exercise each day. I need to do my meditation each day. I need to do my stretching. Like there's, yeah, there's these things that I need to do, but it's, you know, it's, I'm only doing that now because eight years ago when I was doing Storybox, I did the opposite. And I saw, and this is over the course of years, I saw the impact on my physical health, my mental health, my financial health, all of these things suffered for years. And that was enough to to kind of build up and say like, I don't want to do that again. And the only way to avoid that is to be really diligent. And, and, you know, I'll tell you last night, there was emails that were unanswered. There were things that weren't done. And I, I knew I was on empty. I sat on the couch. I read uh, outside magazine, which is one of my guilty pleasures. And that's one of the ways that I kind of fill myself up is by reading, 
you know, a magazine that doesn't further my career. It's not going to, you know, make headlines, but it, it gets me full so that today I can be here present with you rather than just feeling completely wiped. That's fantastic. Thank you so much. I'm so glad you took the time to be here. I don't want to keep you too much longer, but I got a couple more questions I want to ask. First off, what do you think the biggest opportunity or threats, either one or both, in your industry? Does Are you concerned about censorships and things mm. like that? What, what are the things in your industry that you're concerned about? I think the the fundamental trend that we're chasing is that customer or companies want to forge a relationship with customers. They right. want to capture their attention. And that's that's why we called I called the company Captivate. How do you captivate right. your customers so you can get their attention? That will never change. That's a fundamental philosophy. Like throughout history, businesses have trying to been cap trying to be captivating their customers. The nuance of it will always change, whether it's, you know, today TikTok is having its heyday, Instagram reels are doing well, LinkedIn is doing well, but we have to stay current with our clients. We have to stay current of what is the new way to capture people? Is it on Clubhouse? Is it, what is the way that's going to be? And I saw with, I saw with Storybox, I fell in love with my product rather than my customers. We missed a major pivot that, because I was so a, fixated. That's a gem right there. Yep. <laughs> that's <laughs> a golden you. nugget right there. Yep. Yeah. And I, think, I think that's classic. I have more clients that do that where they're so in love with their brand. They're yes. not thinking about the customer on the other end. Yep. And I, and I that's, think that's And that's amazing. what entrepreneurship is. As much as there's the part of me that wants to just build the perfect solution and coast on that, the truth is it's moment to moment, day to day, listening to our customers and our prospective customers on what they're needing and how we can solve that problem. The moment we stop doing that is when we're out of business because everything's evolving. Social media is evolving. Marketing's evolving, evolving. People's attention is evolving. So in some ways that's exhausting, but in some ways, the part of me that loves variety loves that I have to stay sharp. I have to stay empathetic and listening because that's the only way we can continue to evolve along with the market. Agreed. So if I was your investor, yep. what are some things I might get pretty excited about? Hmm. I mean, the truth is um, podcasts are exploding. There is so much yeah. room for podcasts and there is a lot of room on webinars and virtual events and events. And we've kind of got our toe in the water on all of those. And oh, so wow. what I think is exciting from an investor standpoint is, we're riding four different trends, all of which are growing, but we're not reliant on any one of those trends. And so if, you know, podcasts, yeah, we're diversified. And so we're yeah. kind of expanding with all of them in a way that, that benefits us. But if one of them goes away, we've still got three others. And I think that that's exciting to know that we're not just a single, you know, single trick pony. One we've got a lot yeah. of room. Yep. So if I were coming to you and I needed help, yeah. um, what kind of questions would you ask me? I, I think that, um, you know, I'll say something that might be anti-captivate, which is, you know, if you were, if, you know, were, if you were a, you know, one or two person company, I, I would likely say to you that, you know, you, as much as everyone's saying, you got to do social media, you got to do social media. If you're a one or two person company, I think it's more, you know, from my standpoint, I'll tell you where captivates at. I do a lot of sales. I do a lot of one-to-one -one outreach, like I described earlier. 
And yes, we do social media because we're a social media company, but I don't think that's going to, that's not going to be the bulk of our growth for the next six months. The bulk of our growth is finding partners, finding companies, and that's going to be a one-to-one outreach. And so the thing that I would say to, to listeners is that there can be a lot of pressure to, to, to do it all. And just to be honest about where you're at. And when I'm being honest at where Captivate is at, it's saying, okay, the bulk of my attention needs to go to sales outreach rather than marketing. And I would give that advice to any company who's in our phase. Now, if you're a company that's 10 to 20 employees, 20 to 50, 50 to 300, different game. Then you've got marketing, then you've got advertising. That's who we work with. But I feel like we put too much pressure on the really early stage companies like Captivate to do it all when in truth, you don't have enough money or people to do it all. And you have to be really strategic. And that means saying no to things that everyone says you should do <laughs> that you just don't have the re- the room to do. And so that's, you know, I hope, hopefully that depressures it for your audience that are at a smaller company of like, yes, eventually you'll be doing ads and Google ads and Instagram, you'll be doing it all but you got to be honest about what you're capable of and give that your all. That's the brick before you. And don't worry about the one that's five bricks away. That's great advice. That is great. Okay. Now I'm not sure if you're familiar with the ocean personality quiz. Are you familiar? No, with that? no, I'm, I'm, I love this stuff though. Okay, good. Okay. Uh, well, a person doesn't get to where you are by slacking off. So you'll be great <laughs> yeah. enough. I'd like to find out a little bit how you tick. I have six quick questions. I'll do a little definition. And then you just say low, medium, or high. Low meaning, nope, that's not me. High meaning, oh, yeah, that's me. Okay. So this is something I found this um, through, uh, I believe it was uh, Vanessa Van Edwards. I don't know if you're familiar with her, but she's a body language expert. And I love her. And I believe Jordan Peterson uses it as well. But it's a really quick way to get a sense of how somebody works so you know how to work with them best. And I thought this might be a great way for your future clients that are listening to know how to approach you. So quick quick side note, Vanessa Van Edwards, we did a company had her speak at an event and we did their snackable content through Captivate. So we have little video clips from Vanessa Van Edwards. It's crazy, crazy world. Yep. (laughs) I love her. I'm I'm writing a book right now and I'm putting her in my book because I just love everything about her. I want to grow up with her. Anyway, um, openness. If you are high in openness, you are love trying new things and having new experiences, low, medium, or high? Uh, high, very high. Okay. Conscientiousness. What is your level when you approach organization and details? If you're high in conscientiousness, you're very organized and you love details. I would say low. I'm, I'm good in the short term, but not the long term. I can't, I can't fixate on the details for too long. Okay. Extroversion. If you're an extrovert, you thrive being around people. You just can't get enough. Uh, very introverted. And I thought for most no of my life, way. I was very extroverted, but I'm actually incredibly introverted. Really? Uh, mm-hmm. I can identify with that because I'm extroverted in every way, but I love being alone. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I feel, 2020 was no big deal for me. I love being <laughs> home. Okay. Neuroticism. Neurotic is not a bad thing. It just means you worry and have anxiety. Maybe you have high stress levels and might be a bit sharp tongued at times. Mm. Low, medium, medium. medium okay. Yep. Well, that's great. So we just did you. <laughs> I love so I it. Think- I love that. And then the final question, just for fun, is that if you were one of these characters, which one would you be? Mm. 
Luke Skywalker, played by Mark Hamill in Star Wars, always doing the right thing, loyal and stands up for his beliefs. Maverick, the cocky, rebellious, highly skilled pilot played by Tom Cruise on Top Gun. Jack Dawson, played by Leonardo DiCaprio in Titanic, the clever and selfless hero, Forrest, the clever and selfless hero, and then Forrest Gump, played by Tom Hanks, who was lucky throughout his life and pure of heart. Mm. Or somebody of your choice. I'd have to go with Luke, Luke Skywalker. I feel like um, one of my, uh, yeah, one of my values is just kind of speaking up for the underdog and doing what's right. And uh, yeah, so I, and I love Star Wars. So that's a double whammy. That's great. Uh, good. That's good. Well, that is it. I was going to say, if somebody is listening and wanted to take the next step with you, what should they do? The best way is if you go to our website, captivate.ai, there's a big, there's a big requested demo link and that, that will go to me and my team and we can reach out and talk and, you know, good chance that I will be on that call with you. But, um, you know, I think that one thing I'll say for listeners is, is um, Rebecca's setting such a great example because she's being open and curious. She's just having a conversation, but you know, her and I will be in touch for a very long time. And, you know, we have a relationship now and I'm just a big believer in that of, you know, I try to get on as many of these calls as possible with people, even if it's not the right fit, because you learn something, you meet someone new. And again, you don't have to know where the bricks are going. you meet people, it may be nothing, but you may reconnect with them months down the road. So I, I love Absolutely. connecting with people. So if, if what I've said has resonated, you know, request that demo and we'll talk. And even if it doesn't go somewhere, at least we've had a good conversation. And we'll make sure that all of your information is in the show notes as well. Thank you. But thank you so much for being on the story behind our success. I still want to learn more and more and more from you. So um, hang on just a second after we stop recording and we will right now say goodbye to everybody. Thank you so much for listening and we'll see you next time on Story Behind Our Success. Thank you so much for being a part of the story behind our success. If you are a successful six-figure entrepreneur or an inspirational speaker who would like to be on this program, please visit neonlizardcreative.com slash podcast slash apply. If we're inspired by this interview, we would be honored if you would share it on social media and even rate it. Your thumbs up rating goes a long way to promote the show. And if you know someone that would be a great guest, tag them, let them know. Hashtag story behind our success. And don't forget, opt in on the website so you don't miss an episode. We have some fantastic guests on the docket. And if you want to know more, check out neonlizardcreative.com. See you next time.